Have you ever recorded an interview with someone remotely and had all kinds of trouble with your audio tracks once you downloaded them? Not anymore. Check out Squadcast on this episode of Podcastification. My name is Carrie Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our podcast optimizer email series. And I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Zach, Rock, thanks for being on the show, man. How are you guys doing? Very well. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. So you guys are the guys behind Squadcast.fm. Great app. We're going to talk about it a bit more here in a bit. But first of all, I want to give the listeners a little bit of an idea of who you guys are. So Zach, you were telling me you live in the Bay Area. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your life, where you came from, where you're going? Grew up in Sacramento, California, in the Central Valley, and went to uh, went to high school together with Rock in Sacramento, where we uh, started our friendship and had always a background and love for visual arts and carried me into my career in software engineering, where I uh, had a couple different great opportunities to work in the government, as well as teaching at Cal Berkeley and internship on the Google Chrome team, where I got exposed to a lot of really forward-leaning technology as the web platform was growing up and really was a catalyst for a lot of the opportunities I've had in my career that ultimately led us to this opportunity to help the podcast community and creatives record quality content from anywhere in the world together been at that for the last four years with a great team empowering me and the podcast community to create really high quality content. Yeah, that's super cool. Now, I imagine your experience at Google working on Chrome helped you understand some of the tech behind Squadcast because I know it records somewhat in the browser and that sort of thing. Why don't you just give me a, a big overview of what you learned there that you brought into Squadcast? So yes, time on the Chrome team with some of the emerging standards and also work in collaborative software design and and experience all are coming to life here, as well as um, kind of less on the surface and less sexy. But a lot of the experience is empowered by very forward-leaning cloud technologies that power our experience and quality recording that we uh, deliver to our customers. So all of those things wrap up and are utilized in uh, how we build software, uh, how we empower this form of creativity and collaboration, and how we do that reliably and at a global scale of over 120 countries uh, with lots and lots of hours uh, recorded together uh, in this way each month. Now, Rock, you hail from Sacramento as well. I take it from what Zach shared. Why don't you give us a little bit of a filling in the blanks there, what Zach didn't share? 
That's right. So uh, I wasn't born in Sacramento, but it's certainly what I call home. And you know, a lot of my best memories and some of my best friends are, are, are from there. That's where Zach and I got to know each other. I first met him when he was 13. I think I'm like three years older than him. So it's pretty cool to you know, not only know somebody that long, but to be able to be working with them and, and, um, you know, actually it's, it's, it's going good. So that's, that's awesome. You know, when they say don't work with your friends, I think it's actually, if you can make it work, it's a, it's a, it's a true advantage because we just automatically operating from trust, respect, but to pull back a bit on my story, I'm much different than Zach when it comes to my experience and background. I went to school uh, for finance and accounting. I got a job shortly after college at an accounting firm as a financial statement auditor and it was a really good job for someone to first get introduced to business because I got exposed to private and public companies in all sorts of industries varying from technology to manufacturing to agriculture to healthcare. I mean, the list goes on, but it was really good exposure for me so early in my career to interact with founders and executives and different business leaders that were external to our firm, but then also get to really get exposed to a lot of like responsibilities very early in my career too, because at a, at a public accounting firm, you're expected to learn a lot of things really quickly and it's constantly always changing. So I think in a lot of ways, it really helped prepare me to be a founder where, you know, I might not have all the resources available, but you just kind of figure it out. Um, and that's one of the things that I really do enjoy about, about this job as a, as a founder, as an entrepreneur. And although the accounting firm, I, I really value that experience and ha- and have a lot to be grateful for that I, I took that opportunity. It helped me like realize that I can probably do this too, because I got to see the founders and executives and just feel, well, why, why can't I do that? So I was going through my own personal journey of, I want to do something more independent, something more entrepreneurial. And little did I know, Zach was kind of going through his own journey. So when he approached me about the idea that became Squadcast and asked me to be his co-founder. It was really special for me because I had kind of been looking for that, but just didn't know how I was going to make it happen because I never saw myself as somebody that was super creative or capable of doing the software side of things. But certainly when it was a, a, a software product, I was extremely excited about that. And the fact that it was serving podcast creators, which was a, a medium and a space that I was already a huge fan of as a listener. And I really just didn't understand why more people weren't exposed to podcasts, weren't even aware of podcasts. They didn't even know that there was this app on their phone with access to all these great shows. So to hear about a project and an idea that would really empower more folks to do that was really exciting. And it was more so just about like, I would love to go on this journey with you, but let's do some research, do our homework and see like, is this a real need? And and what are our opportunities here? And you know, that was 2016 and we're still going strong. So it's working out so far. And that leads me to the next thing that just came to my mind as you were talking. I started my company back in the tail end of 2013. And so I started serving clients with podcast production and things like that. And the distance recording issue was the issue on my radar back then. I mean, the only option that really existed was Skype with a bunch of plugins of different sorts to try and capture the audio. Some of them worked fairly well. Some of them were awful. I knew that the people who solved this dilemma would be on the way up in the podcastosphere. So I want to hear a little bit about when you start doing that research and trying to determine, is this really a need? What was it you saw at the time that made you say, yeah, we're going to pull the trigger on this? Well, we started 
by assuming that it was already a solved problem and figured that the state of the art was already well enough established to empower this kind of recording without sacrificing quality. We started from that assumption and we just kept searching and researching and kept kind of down that path until we found that kind of the bottom of the rabbit hole was that that was the state of the art and nobody was really happy with it. It was just kind of the accepted option because let's be realistic, like even long distance phone calls were kind of a, a feat before Skype uh, was invented. Yeah. So respect that huge step forward in technology development that Skype brought to life is uh, it's kind of free long distance conversations. And it just so happened that you could kind of duct tape on a recording application to capture that audio conversation. But it wasn't high quality at all. It, it was uh, good for a point in time, but it, it sacrificed a lot when it came to the desires of professional content creators with professional podcasts and higher and higher profile guests wanting to sound good to preserve their credibility. Let's pause there for a second, Zach. I want to make sure listeners are following with us here. I mean, when you talk to someone on Skype, it's okay because you're typically not paying attention to the quality of the audio. You're looking at the person on the video and you're kind of distracted. But when you're trying to capture audio for someone to listen to after the fact without the benefit of video, right? that's where the audio really becomes an issue. And it is an issue because you're actually recording what's happening across the internet between those two people. The quality is being degraded in favor of keeping you connected, which is what we care about when we're having a conversation. But when you're creating content, you care much more about the quality, especially when it comes to audio, because our ears are so sensitive to long form conversations. You're absolutely right. The quality of that style of recording is degraded because the audio is first traveling over the web before it's actually being recorded. So you end up with a uh, conversation where the host you carry sound great because you're recorded before going over the web, but the guest audio traveled over the web and then was recorded. So what we do is we flip that around. And we didn't start off with that assumption to, to kind of stay on the timeline here. We're assuming it was a solved problem and through our research found that it, that it wasn't and that nobody was really happy with the state of the art. And then we, we really took a step back and said, okay, what's possible on the modern web platform? What's possible with the cloud? How can we bring these new capabilities and technologies to this very old problem? That's really where we built from those first principles of quality, 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 and then reliability being the big opportunity that we spotted with some of the other approaches that some of the other options uh, that preceded Squadcast had kind of addressed the quality concern, but the reliability concern was a big opportunity for innovation and improvement. And I would say it's really the, the focus on those two elements that really are the value that Squadcast adds is, is yes, capturing the very high quality audio that's recorded at the source before it travels over the network, but then also always reliably delivering those files when you're finished recording with your guest, uh, no matter the circumstance. Yeah. So, Rock, I would love for you to talk to me about those two, the quality and the reliability, because I experienced a lack of both in previous iterations of this kind of technology. The quality we've talked about because of the Skype across the internet kind of issues, the reliability in a in a number of ways. I mean, sometimes it's that you can't get your files downloaded accurately. Sometimes it's because the updates that happen to the browsers aren't 
kept up with in a timely manner. And so the software glitches because of that. So talk to me about that. What were the issues you guys were running into in delivering on the quality and the reliability pieces? It's unfortunate that so many of us have had that experience and are kind of coming in to newer apps that are available already kind of with scars because from Skype or Zoom or whatever. So it, we get that and it is unfortunate. You know, the, one of the greatest things about podcasting is like, it's a very personal experience, not just for the listener, but for the podcast producer as well. So you really have the choice to do whatever you want with your show. But we believe that quality is one of the few things that you can actually control to separate yourself from the rest of your category. You know, back when we first started, quality was kind of a debated topic where folks would kind of challenge us a bit and say, well, do I really need to have high quality? Like, why is that so important? And my response would be, you absolutely don't have to. That's totally your choice. However, we think that it's going to be a way to separate yourself from your category and listeners tastes and expectations of shows are going to only increase as the space continues to evolve, mature, all that stuff. And then additionally, much like what Zach said, your setup might be good and your audio might sound killer, but if your guest sounds completely different than you, that can be disruptive or disturbing to your listener and you're right in your people's ears. So it's really sensitive, but also it kind of makes perhaps your show or even your guest seem less credible because the quality isn't as good. And we kind of have this perception, like it's like a PowerPoint presentation. Oftentimes, if you just make it look good, people are going to take it more seriously and think <laughs> what you're saying is more valuable. So we feel audio quality is, is the same way. But the addition to that is the reliability. So if what good is the quality if you're not reliably able to get those recordings? And we think that's what the more direct competition is missing. They seem to do okay at getting high quality. It's just reliably getting it. There's still a lot of uncertainty and anxiety that will I get these recordings? I hope my guest is sounding good kind of thing. And we just wanted to eliminate that completely so that when you are in the cloud studio in Squadcast, that you're not thinking about, will the tech work? You're only thinking about a great conversation that you're having with your guests. And that's all they have to do too, is just click a link and then boom, they're in there. We want them to really feel like gold, like getting the red carpet treatment. Well, I totally agree. Those are the two primary concerns that I had. So get as technical as you want to get here. I'm sure I have some techies who listen to the show who would love to hear it. Tell us what you did to address the quality and the reliability issues. What we did is we developed new technology that didn't exist and still doesn't exist outside of Squadcast. And those are now have both been submitted as patent applications. So we're pending on two facets of our technology that are the core differences that we've been able to create. That really comes to life in how we capture and how we record and simultaneously upload the audio to the cloud in the background while it's being recorded. The conventional upload that we're used to is when you are finished recording, you click stop, and then this big upload happens. And if something happens before you click stop or before that file finished uploading, it's gone. It may be cached somewhere on the person's local computer, but then you're reliant on hardware and devices that are outside of your control. So what happens if somebody's on a low-end Chromebook or even a high-end cell phone? Those systems don't have resources to reliably hold on to that audio, even temporarily. 
we started there. We did a traditional upload, and I think it, you know, first one took a long time. Second one took about 15 minutes. We got it down to about two minutes. But then it really turned into, well, what if somebody disconnects in the middle of a conversation, mid-recording, mid-sentence? This is the real world. Networks get disconnected. Wires get unplugged. So how are we succeeding even in those circumstances, even in the worst case scenario. And that's really what pushed us to develop this progressive upload capability and technology. And this is how we record our primaries. We we capture them locally at the source for each person who's connected to the conversation. But then in the background, while you're still talking, we're pushing those up to the cloud in the background. So that way, if at any point your power goes out or your mic gets unplugged or your network goes down, all good. Just reconnect and the audio was already uploaded in the background and it's in that same source quality without making any sacrifices so that is kind of the first level of redundancy that we have uh, in place is that very high reliable progressive upload for the primary recordings and then in addition to that we provide an automatic backup recording for each individual person And that contains the full conversation from the first person joining to the last person leaving. We have the audio available from the conversation, which is recorded cloud side, not locally. So we have two independent signals chains, essentially, for the for the audio engineers out there. We have the local primary signal chain that is being uploaded progressively. And then we have a backup signal chain that is the conversation. So if you're having a, a conversation with somebody, if you're actually connected, that audio is being captured and will always be captured. Between those two things, we don't lose people's audio. It's essentially 100% reliable for about two years now since we first rolled out the combination of primary progressive uploads and cloud automatic backups. Between those two layers of redundancy, it's impossible to lose audio recordings and soon video recordings on the Squadcast studio. If I can add one more piece, that's the first patent is the progressive upload capability. The second is this problem that shouldn't really exist in the first place, this problem of audio drift or time syncing issues between Zach's audio file, Rock's audio file, and Carrie's audio file, if we're recording those in so-called ISO tracks separate from one another, which is how we're recording on Squadcast, you capture that high quality and you get flexibility in post-production to work with people individually, but you shouldn't have to fix timing issues between the three of them. That's something that was a unique solution that we were able to innovate and create as well, is to make sure that the audio that you're capturing on the Squadcast platform with these remote conversations, you don't have to waste any time in post-production realigning and fixing timing issues that shouldn't be there in the first place. So that's our audio drift normalization technology that we've been able to develop. And that is, again, a unique solution here on Squadcast. I love it. I've noticed with Squadcast that both of those things are markedly different from other platforms that I've used. I'm very, very thankful for that. We will get back to my conversation with Rock and Zach in just a moment, but I just have to say I am excited about Squadcast. It is one of those apps that I knew a long time ago needed to be created, and I'm so thankful these two guys have done it. In the next section of this episode, you're going to hear what my experience was like 
as I went into Squadcast for the first time, I connected with these two guys. I'm going to describe it in detail so you know exactly what the app is like. I'm also going to be creating some YouTube videos showing demonstrations of how Squadcast works, how to use it, make all of that just as simple as can be. But I'm doing it all because I believe in this app so much. I'm supporting them by becoming an affiliate. What that means is I'm promoting their app for them because I believe in it so much. And I don't take this kind of stuff lightly. I only support things that I believe are truly going to be helpful to you. So if you're interested in trying out Squadcast for that seven-day free trial that they offer, you could do so by going to squadcast.fm or if you look in the description of this episode, I'm including my affiliate link. You click through, you get the seven-day trial. If you decide to sign up for Squadcast from there, I get a little bit of a referral bonus. You pay the same low price and you're going to get the best distance recordings of your life. And here's a little bonus tip for you that you'll hear about toward the end of this episode. The Squadcast guys are about to add video to the platform. That is going to change everything because it'll be the same great quality audio and the bonus of high def video to go along with it. And it's coming very, very soon. Stick around, listen to the rest of the episode and check out Squadcast. All right, we're back with Rock and with Zach from Squadcast, and we've been talking about the tech that's behind the scenes and what makes it so reliable and such high quality. Now I want to talk a little bit about the platform itself. What I want to do is kind of describe to you as a listener what it is I saw as I came into Squadcast so you can get a feel for what it is. And then I also want to talk about some of what's going on here and have the guys pitch in uh, their two cents and tell us what's really happening behind my observation. Now, first thing is when I logged into Squadcast, it was very simple. Just log in, click a button, and it takes me into a session where it's called the green room. So that's taken from acting. You know, it's the the room that the actors wait in before they go on. And the same thing with audio. It's where you're sitting waiting before you actually start recording and my assumption, guys, is that all the guests come into that green room before you hit the record button. Everybody has an opportunity to select their microphones, select their headphones, uh, select uh, different settings, which we'll walk through here in a moment, to make sure you get the very best quality. Now, when I came in, first thing I saw in Squadcast was a video of myself. So my camera was picking me up on my computer, and then I had all these selectors ready to go. I could choose the camera. I could choose the microphone. I could choose... What what's the the thing you coached me on there, Zach? About the uh, yeah echo cancellation. Yeah, echo cancellation. We'll talk about that in a moment. There there's a lot of different features in there. So let's talk about that green room for a second. Camera that implies we're recording video, but that's not the case at least at this point. Correct? Someone talked to me about that. Yeah, that's correct for the now. It's more so because body language and eye contact and nonverbal communication is such a big part of what keep conversations flowing naturally. I think, Rock, you brought it up first, is it was not part of our initial early designs to have video for the conversations, but it became a necessity when we realized how weird it was to talk to just a web page with audio only. So we've always had video for the conversation to uh, empower the, the flow. And with the green room, yeah, we it's cameras optional. So you don't have to have a camera if you're on a desktop or something like that. Or if you want to preserve that level of your privacy, totally fine. It's actually a permission that we ask for that the browser asks for to access the camera, the microphone and uh, location. So camera 
and location are totally optional. And microphone's the only requirement because you're here to capture quality audio. We also choose sensible defaults. So that way, when your guest is coming in, they don't have to change any of these settings. They're all defaulted to whatever the selected device is on their operating system, which we kind of pick up from. So you're saying that Squadcast automatically detects what devices they have plugged in in terms of microphones right, and right. selects the one that it seems to be the default. Yes, the uh, the browser is aware of what the default is, and we inherit from that. And then we give the option to change those if you like. And then also you see basically like a mirror. If you were in a green room or backstage, it's exactly that same analogy that you mentioned, Carrie, where you can do a quick hair check, make sure your camera's the right angle, or just turn it off if you don't want it on. You're at least very much aware that you have the option for camera. And then also we have a VU meter. So you can see that, yes, your microphone is indeed picking up your vocals and that it's the correct microphone because some of us professional podcasters and audiophiles will have sometimes multiple microphones. So we keep it very simple with sensible defaults for anybody just showing up who wants to connect and record without having to dig into any settings. But we surface those and make them very accessible. So professional podcasters can select their Rodecaster Pro with their awesome microphone and navigate that very quickly without having to dig into two or three levels of menus to find where is it that I turn echo cancellation on or off, uh, something like that. So it's that balance between being able to just walk right in and being able to have the full control of your audio settings. Yeah. And I love that. I love it from a host perspective as well, that it's simple enough. I can walk a guest through what they need to do to get the best audio, even if they're not very techie. So that's helpful. Rock, talk to me about the echo cancellation. That sounds like a good thing, but there are circumstances where it's not such a good thing. So tell us what that is and what it does. We want to empower everybody's workflow, but we certainly try to encourage and give tips and best practices on how to get the best quality audio possible. So echo cancellation is something that we encountered. It's really that uh, a setting in the browser where if the echo cancellation button is turned on, you can use Squadcast without headphones. And that's for people that maybe they don't, they, they want to record directly into the computer. And it's not going to get you the most reliably high quality audio, but it's certainly an option. And if you would, if that's the only way you're going to have that interview with that person, we want to empower that because we understand that sometimes just getting the content is more important than having, you know, the highest standards possible. But to get the highest quality possible, we do recommend turning the echo cancellation button off. And that's because it allows no audio ducking to occur whenever we're having a conversation. And what audio ducking is, is if we all speak over each other at the same time, if the echo cancellation button is turned on, then it will lower some of our audio just like automatically. And so it really doesn't sound good unless you do some editing, but it also adds some challenges to your post-production process, which we're, we're not trying to add. That's why the, the audio drift was such a big thing for us because sure, we were stoked that we can have people easily connect and record audio, but when they go to produce their podcast, to edit their podcast, it was almost like we were adding more problems than actually solving them. So this, so audio ducking is just, I would say the second evolution of that, where it's just something we stumbled upon because we're, we're a browser app right now. And, and it's one of those 
things that we have to play in because we're limited by the the rules of the browser. So, you know, I don't know if I did it justice, Zach, but there's probably some things I missed that, you, that I'm sure you'd be happy to add. No, I think you did a, a great job. What I'll add is that it's really the choice to record with or without headphones. We respect that not everybody has access to headphones, and it is something that we consider to be a best practice, though, and we nudge people in that direction to use headphones and using that to prevent any sort of volume ducking from occurring is a much better solution than relying on the browser's kind of software that ducks the volume down while people speak or laugh at the same time. And depending on your cultural background, I used to think that it was enough to just ask people not to speak over one another. Like that seems like a sensible request. But depending on your cultural background, this is much more accepted within certain cultures, forms of communication where people talk at the same time and helping people record anywhere in the world. Really, we are making that same level of accessibility for everyone. So it's a choice that the host has to opt into or out of. And it's really just the choice of do we have headphones or not? You can turn it on if that's not an option, but we recommend, as Rock said, turning it off and you'll get higher quality even when you are speaking at the same time. Am I understanding you right that that's a selection that's on the host side only? Yes, and it's a setting that is transparent to the guest. The guest doesn't have to lift a finger to do that. They don't even see the setting, actually. And the host, your choice is applied to everybody who's connected to the conversation. So it's consistent. Got it. Now, for the sake of the listeners, let me give a practical scenario where I've experienced the benefit of having that toggled off. If you have a situation where someone does not have headphones and they're listening to you on the other side of the conversation through their computer speakers, then your voice is going to come through those speakers and potentially go back into their microphone. Yeah. And so that's where this echo sound comes in. Yeah. But like you guys are saying, if everybody's got good mics, if you've all got good headphones, you can turn that thing off and you get much better audio. Exactly right. And for our audio engineer friends, the way I've had this described to me, which I'm not, I'm a software engineer, but my brother and good friend Vince has informed me that it's essentially some form of sidechain compression that occurs on the vocals to prevent that feedback from impacting your microphone and local recording. The browser subs that out. And because there's a level of processing going on there, it reduces the volume and the quality temporarily until it detects that people aren't speaking at the same time. So it's really to uh, save ourselves from ourselves. And this happens all the time with phone calls or even on your cell phone. We don't think about it because those aren't recording situations. But like if you're listening to, let's say, Spotify on your cell phone and you get a call in the middle of that, your phone will still play that song or podcast in the background, but it lowers the volume and it raises the volume of the phone call, the phone ringing. So that's essentially as a good analogy for ducking. It kind of takes one audio and puts it in the background and brings another into the foreground. And because of that, it lowers the volume and the quality. So we don't want that to happen on Squadcast. And that's why we encourage everybody wear headphones. Most people have headphones available these days. And uh, you can turn that setting off and get the source quality without any sort of compression going on while people speak or laugh at the same time. All right, let's go back to that green room. When I was in the green room, over to the bottom right was a button where I could do an invite. And I click on the button, it brings up a link, and I'm able to share that link via text, via email, via whatever, 
Slack, whatever, to the people that I'm inviting to come to the show. And I'm assuming on you guys' side, because I've done this before, you just receive a link, you click on it, it brings you right into the green room yourself. And you're able to do all those same things except for the echo cancellation and get yourself set up for the episode. That's just a very simple thing. I've had people say, oh, my guests aren't very techie. And I say, well, can they click a link? I mean, that's really all they have to do to use Squadcast. Even compared to Skype and Zoom, which I think most people would define as being easy to connect to, consider for a moment what we're kind of assuming with those, that everybody needs an account, including your guest. So they have to sign up for Skype or Zoom. They have to install Skype or Zoom. They have to manage their own settings on Skype or Zoom. Now they have this app installed on their device, future forward, unless they choose to uninstall it. If you contrast that to Squadcast, right, it's click a link, allow permissions, and connect. And then nothing's installed, no account was needed, privacy is upheld, and all of those things. So it's something that we've actually quantified how many steps are kind of required to connect from start to finish on those other two platforms. It's about 30 steps. And on Squadcast, it's over 10, depending on from start to finish, like inviting and connecting and all that for everybody. It's about a third of the steps needed. Because we default to quality, you don't have to go in and change settings. You don't have to install anything, as I said. So that's a big part of our design. Our commitment to design is making it as easy as possible for your guests to just show up and be hands-off and be confident that they're capturing really high quality without having to be uh, an active participant in the production. It's really that balance between being really, really easy to access for the guest in any situation and then full control and emphasis on quality for the host. And then in that green room as well, once Zach comes on, once Rock comes on, I see that they're there. We chat a bit. We we kind of set the stage for the conversation. And then at the very bottom in a big red button, it says record. I click the record button and away we go. Nothing changes on the screen. The three of us are still there. I just see numbers running at the bottom where it says stop and everything's recording. Now, let me talk a little bit about the audio quality that I'm hearing, and you guys can give me some feedback here as well. I hear Zach's audio just pristine, but I can also see Zach, and I see Zach has a professional microphone. He has professional headphones. He also has some sound baffling in his room, so his room is treated for very good sound. On Rock's end, I can see Rock has a great microphone as well, but he's in a larger room. He doesn't have the sound baffling. So I can hear a little bit of hiss, which is room noise in Rock's channel. And I can hear a little bit of a bigger, kind of a more boomy sound for Rock's voice, which is coming from his room. It's not a virtue of Squadcast. It's just what's happening in his room. Now, I'm likely going to do some post-production on all this, and you may not hear any of that at all as a listener, but I I might leave a section here where you can hear the difference. Rock, why don't you talk for us for a little bit? Tell us uh, your favorite poem or I don't care. Talk about Squadcast. But I want to hear that quality in your room. Yeah, you got a good ear, Carrie. And uh, that's the balance that we're trying to strike is just making it accessible for everyone to easily connect and and not have to wrestle with the tech to get the best sound quality possible. But, But you're right. There's a lot of other things in addition to the hardware or the software that can really set you up for success in a remote conversation. So a lot of us podcasters do quirky things like record in a closet. I don't have that kind of space, but I use like a towel on top of my my desk. So weird stuff like that can certainly help. And just to be clear, like having equipment like a 
uh, an audio interface or a mic is certainly going to help your audio quality. But we do recommend like even just wearing headphones like you get with Apple iPhone earbuds, like even those plugged directly to your computer is going to sound a whole lot better than recording directly through the built-in computer microphone. And most people got those laying around. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what I'm using, not for my actual microphone, but for my my headphones, I'm using earbuds. And I just find that very functional. So now that we're recording, guys, tell me what I see here. I see a button at the top that says leave session. I see little meters on each of our windows that's showing our audio levels. And, and as I speak, I see it bounce. When Zach speaks, I see it bounce. I mean, it's just very user-friendly. I can tell just by looking what it is that's happening. And what do you guys have to say about the interface that I've left out here? Yeah, we want it to be as close to real life as possible by preserving the body language and eye contact with having the video conversation. But then also because this is a real-time cloud-empowered experience, we have a very high degree of presence, we'll call it, for each individual. So there's a level of transparency that we offer in the Squadcast studio to uh, be able to see what microphone people are using, what camera they're using, what city they're in, uh, what their local time is. All of these things keep a very high degree of transparency into the audio setup. So sometimes that's useful because a guest may have gone on Amazon and bought an ATR 2100 for this awesome interview that they've been looking forward to. And they may have plugged it in, but maybe it's not selected. And they could think because it's in front of them and it's plugged in, uh, not all of us are professional audio producers. And uh, we want to be equally as empowering and useful to those people. So having the host be able to verify what microphone people are using, all of those things are a level of transparency that we can empower on Squadcast that you're not going to see from the conversation providers like Skype or Zoom that, that we've mentioned. Those are audio settings that are buried within two or three levels of menus to even surface them. And on Squadcast, we bring those things up to the surface so that way people can easily see the equipment others are using and also be able to change their own equipment if they need to. Yeah. And let me say something about that, guys, because uh, from my perspective as the host, I think a lot through the minds of my clients because they're trying to get the best audio, they're trying to present great content, and they want to help their guests to get the best they can. So when I look at Squadcast right now, I see a small little name tag for Zach and for Rock at the bottom of their screens, and they have those little three-dot menus next to them. I'm going to click on Rock's, for example, and it pulls up and it tells me what microphone he's using. It tells me what headphones he's using. It tells me what camera he's using. It tells me the status of his network. Again, tells me where he's at in his local time. I mean, Zach just mentioned all those things. But what he's saying is you as the host can look to see what they're using. So if you have a guest come on and you see they have a good mic, but their audio sounds terrible, you can just click on it and say, ah, your mic's not selected. And you can kind of walk them through the process of getting that set up. It's just so transparent. And I love that about the format of the way you've laid this out. What was it that brought that to your attention that, hey, we need to give hosts a little more power in this way? Listening, listening to their needs and the community. All of those are not our ideas. A lot of them came from our founding advisor, Harry Duran, with Podcast Junkies and uh, Fullcast and it's more so just like, hey, I think these are things that would be useful when focusing on an audio production, things like 
transparency of equipment, I think, was a first step in this direction, being able to see what that device is, and then being able to change it if it's on your end. So that is something that was Harry's idea. We'll give him full credit for that. And then it really catalyzed us to say, well, what else would it be useful to show people? When you're recording with people all over the world, it's helpful to be mindful of their local time because you have people across time zones. Just little things like that really add up towards the remote nature of recording on Squadcast, but then also this real-time technology that we have empowering this conversation can be used for being able to see each other's VU meter, being able to see what equipment people have and where they're at in the world. So we think that all of those are unique features to Squadcast that all go towards empowering the quality conversation. Yeah, and let me make one more comment here for the sake of people who are listening. There have been a few times in our conversation here where I've heard either Zach or Rock's voice kind of glitch like you hear on Skype on those various calls, but that will not be in the recording. I'm hearing them over the internet. I'm not hearing the actual in their browser sort of recording that they're giving to Squadcast. And so when this syncs, in the cloud, it's going to be those pristine audio files. So just so you know, if you come on and you try the free trial at Squadcast and you hear glitching, don't be afraid. It's not an indication that the platform's bad. It's just an indication that you're hearing them over the internet. So just wanted to put in a little caveat there. That's part of the magic. You know, it's intuitive to think what they're hearing is what's being recorded. But imagine if you were in the same room with those people that glitch would have never happened because the network wasn't involved, right? So that's more what Squadcast is capturing. Yeah, when you download those files and listen back to it, you may have written down a time code where it's like, oh, I'm going to have to fix this. And then you go back and listen to it and it's just not there. It's just like kind of magical. So thank you for sharing that. Well, let's talk about pricing. You guys have a free trial and then you have various tiers of pricing. So Rock, why don't you give us the lowdown on the pricing on this? We're big students of the startup entrepreneur game, specifically SaaS or software as a service, which is what our business model is. And so just really learning from everybody in the space when it comes to pricing and and just how to run and manage a software business. And so we've always wanted Squadcast to be a premium product and attract people that are coming to podcasting with a professional mindset. Now, they're maybe not like you, Carrie. You are a professional podcaster. A lot of our customers, they may be professionals in other ways, but they're coming to podcasting with a professional mindset. They take it very seriously. They understand that quality and credibility are correlated, and therefore, they're a little bit more willing to pay for those tools. They're not looking for something for free. They they care so much about that quality. So we've always viewed ourselves as an option for those type of people. And therefore we have priced it as a premium price product because that is not something we're competing on. And we think competition is good, but that's just not how we're going to compete with them. And we're, and we're confident that even though it is a little bit more expensive than the, the options out there, that after you hang out with us for a little bit, you'll see what the difference is. You'll see that you not only have a great product, but a great team behind it that really cares about your podcast being successful, your guest having a great experience. And that's really all these features and all the stuff that we're talking about here. I think that's what's behind that is that we just care so much and we just love podcasters so much and we are podcasters ourselves now. So we're dog fooding this thing ourselves. We're using it all the time. And so therefore we wanted to take keys from what are the best practices in pricing, which is to base your pricing around what your customers are coming to your product to 
get value from. And we felt that the true value of Squadcast is that recording time. So it's really all based around as soon as you press that record button, that's how how you're charged. And it is a, a monthly subscription plan. If you pay the year up front, you get a, a discount on a few years. Um, and we have pricing options to really fit all levels of podcasting, whether you're just starting off and trying to f- figure this thing out, or you are a professional putting out a weekly show, or if you have multiple shows, we're, we're here to help too. And you know, we're really grateful to be helping podcasters who are just starting their journey all the way up to people working at companies like ESPN, Marvel, stuff like that. Like Kara Swisher has been using uh, Squadcast recently, which is incredible because she's like this huge tech journalist. So, and she looks like she's having fun. And that's the big thing that we want people to have. I think that's been forgotten in this whole thing is that you can do it on Skype and Zoom and other options. Not to bag on Skype and Zoom. They're just not made for this thing. But it's just nobody was having fun. And that's what I think was the biggest bummer of all of this when we we tried it. It's like, it's like, man, this is not even fun. It sound it doesn't even sound good, but it's also not fun. So we're trying to to deliver both. And I think being able to see your guest and connect with them and, and build that relationship and rapport is, is all part of that. And um our pricing allows us to continue to deliver uh, those benefits and Another thing is, is like Zach said, we, we listen to the, our customers and we engage with them very intimately. And so, um, we continue to just add value in, in other ways, such as uh, video recording. You know, that's a big thing that everyone wants. And because we're already set up for that, we're going to give it to them. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that in just a moment. So your pricing tiers starts out with a free trial. That's for how long? Seven days. We found that that's a good enough time to kick the tires and really test the product out, get comfortable so that when you do have that real interview that you're confident and really excited and and just ready to go. And so then your first tier, when someone decides, yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger and buy this, it's how much a month? Yeah. So that's $10 that we felt like that was a, a, a pretty inclusive price for most folks that are starting off their podcasting journey. You do get two recording hours. So it's for someone that maybe has a show once or twice a month, or maybe doesn't have a need to record remotely all the time. And then our our most popular plan, though, we call it the creator plan. It's five recording hours per month. So that's about a weekly show. You know, if you have an hour over an hour, give or take. And then we have plans that scale up from there to really fit all different types of workflow that your show's never going to get too big or you're going to never going to have too many shows where you're going to grow out of Squadcast that we can accommodate all levels. And, you know, we understand the seasonality aspect of podcasting. So we allow folks to upgrade, downgrade as their recording needs change as well. So that creator package, that's right around 20 bucks, correct? That's right. Sorry, I didn't say that. Thank you. That's totally fine. All right. Now, you guys have teased this along a couple of times about the video. Let's talk about that. I think that's a huge upgrade to any platform that's recording good audio is to then get good video. I've only seen one other platform out there that's actually offering this at a high quality. I want to hear what you guys are doing to bring that into reality. Yeah, it's tremendously exciting, and it's been our longest requested feature because we've had an emphasis on listening to the community. So one, we were fundamentally aware of that. And then two, because we've always had video for the conversation, it felt like a natural evolution. And then three, it was supported by the research that Edison has put out in their Infinite Dial report that audiences are growing in their desire to have the same core content available across different platforms like YouTube and a podcast and have accessibility 
into the content of those shows, no matter if they're driving or if they can watch it on their phone or whatever it is. So all of those three things really have been pushing us in this direction. The technology that I mentioned before about how we've been able to reliably record audio, all of those lessons and technology innovations are prerequisites and apply to our approach to recording quality video as well. And we've developed a lot of those capabilities because we've known about the desire to have video recording for so long. So uh, we're very close to releasing that finally, but a lot of work over years has gone into this next update. I'm glad to hear it because I have clients quite often who say, I would use Squadcast, for example, if it recorded video because I like my show to be on YouTube as well. And so sounds like pretty soon they're not going to have an excuse anymore. That, and it's also going to be the same emphasis on quality. Like we're not going to do it if it's not quality and highly reliable. So same exact approach, right? Recorded locally, separate for each individual with primaries being uploaded in the background and then a backup recording for video as well. So all of those things are going to be accessible. And I think maybe the best part about this is that it's going to be the same exact experience for your guests. They're not going to have to do anything different. You're not going to have to do anything different. It's just that at the end, you're going to walk away with now audio and video for that same core conversation, giving you more potential for growing your audience and being accessible across different platforms. We were a little skeptical about how valuable would video recording be? It's understandable why people would ask us for it and think that they would use it, but it's much different in in actual practice because it's additional work and additional content to produce and a little bit different for use cases as well over a podcast. The files are larger. And I think that's one of the big things that we're tackling right now is to get that upload experience very similar to the way it is for audio. So most likely it will take a little bit longer than the audio recordings. The audio recordings upload super fast, darn near immediately most of the time. The video, as much as we're going to try to get it to dial in at that same speed, it, 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 and it'll be pretty fast for video from what we're seeing. It's, it's looking like it'll be a little bit longer, but I think the important thing is just communicating and demonstrating to our customers that your files are secure. They are being uploaded. We got them. You're good. And you know, once they get to actually see it, they'll start to build some more trust there. But yeah, it's not going to be immediate, but it, it certainly will be. We're pretty excited to see how fast we can get it. Well, guys, you have been more than generous with your time. I appreciate you taking the time to come and be on my tiny little podcast. It's always fun to meet new people in the industry and hear what you're doing to make things better. We're really grateful for the opportunity to be on your show, Carrie. And, you know, thanks for letting us share our story. And again, you know, we're just, we're thrilled to be helping out podcasters. We're thrilled to be recording this show on Squadcast. Um, so again, thank you for the opportunity. And like Zach said, like we're very, we, we love podcasters. This is what we do all day. So please make our day by reaching out. Yeah, sure. Podcasters are some of the greatest people on the planet. I'm telling you, man, it's a great community. Guys, thanks so much. Hello, Squadcast. Goodbye, Zoom. I'm telling you, man, when that video thing comes on, you are not going to believe how bad your video and your audio has really been from using Zoom. Zach and Rock, thank you so much for being my guests on this episode of Podcastification. Once again, you can check out Squadcast at squadcast.fm, or if you use the link in the description for this episode right there in your podcast player or app, or go to the show notes page, you'll find my affiliate link. 
which just gets me a little cup of coffee for sending you to Squadcast. Hey, that's all we got for today. Go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. We'll be right back.